T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Oh, yeah, it's WTIC. Let's say good afternoon to Eric Rocky Hill. Hey, Eric. Hey, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the problem is here. I, I'm enjoying this. Uh I think uh, McCarthy should do the right thing and uh, step aside. He, if he, if he truly loves this country, uh, step aside. You know he thinks he's earned it. He hasn't earned anything. You don't earn it until you get the votes. We have plenty of other choices out there, uh, and I think we should applaud these uh, representatives for taking a stand against a rhino like McCarthy. Yeah, that's fine. I just I just wonder where it's going to lead us. And I'm concerned that the Republican Party is so divided and to the point of being broken in terms of being able to manage this kind of situation and where Democrats control the media. It all just gets covered in a way that that hurts Republicans future chances. But I don't disagree with your sentiments. Okay, and, and I think also Republicans can use this as a, as a, a time to say to Democrats, hey, you know, we're fine with it. We're going to stand our ground. He needs to back off. And uh, we're tired of the woke politics going on in this country. So we are not going to uh, vote for uh, this rhino and just put it out there. People are going to people are going to understand that they're going to love it. Why not? Let's show some backbone for once. Yeah, well, the, the other question I have is what these guys are going to actually deliver. I don't trust any of these people in positions of power. Good point. Good point. Thank you, Thanks, Eric. Todd. Good to hear from you. 860-529-842. And the rant line number, 860-751-4698. We've got rants coming up this hour. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Okay, okay. We've got rants coming up. Let's grab a couple phone calls first, though. Matt in Weathersfield. Hello, sir. How you doing? Uh, Happy New Year, by the way. But, you know, my my deal with uh, McCarthy is I'm not a big Kevin McCarthy fan, but I'm concerned about the inability to put a speaker out there because my my question to the people who were posting was like, okay, if not McCarthy, who? Who's the guy who's going to lead the Republican caucus going forward? I don't see anybody else that can that that that's up for the job. And you know, frankly, uh, 
having control of the House doesn't do you much good if you can't uh, get a speaker. If you can't control the House, yes. Yeah. But on the other hand, there is something about this process that makes it worse for the first guy shot out of the gun, which is McCarthy, who's been sitting around um, maneuvering for this position for seven years or so. And he is, if he fails, what happens maybe is what happened with Paul Ryan uh, back in 2015 when they turned away from McCarthy and went looking for somebody willing to take the speaker's position. And that changed the whole dynamic of what kind of selection they would make. Now, I'm not saying Paul Ryan was great. I'm saying that it's a weird process that if McCarthy were second in line, I think he'd be a shoe in now to become speaker. But because he's first, he's the one who who's getting played by the hardliners. I'll tell you one guy to look out for and who might be up for the job. Hey, he's on record as saying he doesn't want it, but that may just be loyalty to McCarthy is Steve Scalise. Yes. Scalise is, I think the most likely one. Yeah, because it's like, and if, if, McCarthy steps aside, you know, then, you know, it may be that it clears the way for Scalise. Scalise is on record as, no, I don't want this, and maybe for personal reasons he doesn't, but, you know, it seems like Scalise would be the one best positioned to kind of unify the whole caucus, because you've got to remember, as Speaker, you know, you got to deal with people who, you know, have very different viewpoints, very different perspectives. Yes, and, and protect them like all. And cats when you've got such a thin majority. That's right. Thank you for that, Matt. Uh, good observations, and, and uh, I share them. I think Scalise is the guy who's, got, who's liked, first of all, who's got convictions about his political beliefs, and he's conservative, and could, can work with people. People like him. That goes a long way. People don't like McCarthy, and I think part of it has to do with the fact that he's, uh, he's perceived as not being somebody whose word you can trust, and that's a big deal in that position. Let's go to Nagatuck. Hello, Jerry. Hey, Todd. Great show. Happy New Year. Happy New Year you know, to I, you, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I heard on uh, WTIC uh, uh, that uh, on the Fox News, Biden says that the, the eyes of the world are on Republicans to see if they can get their act together. But boy, I, I thought to myself, that's rich. That's like calling the kettle black. I mean, with all the chaos as Biden created, Hakeem Jeffries, too, he says the same thing. The Dems are united, and the other side of the aisle is in chaos. I'm just paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it, this is all the making of, of, uh, of the Democrats. I mean, all these chaoses and everything, I think it's bottom line, it's the, it's the moderates and the rhinos that are uh, against the, the constitutionalists. You know, people want to live, uh, uh, you know, small government, low taxes. You know, come on. This, this, this is just getting out of hand. I mean, they, they need to unite either behind Jordan or uh, 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 McCarthy, Scalise. I, I even like uh, the Florida rep uh, Byron Donaldson. The Donalds, I mean. The, uh, Any it's one got- of them would be great. It's going to be an interesting process, and sometimes the process just has to play out. So it may work out to something that we're all very happy with in a few days. We'll see. Yeah, but the, 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 for Biden to, to make a statement like that, it, it, that, that that's incredible. I mean, it, with the border situation and, and inflation and the crime, come on. This guy, he, he's such a lying hypocrite, I tell you. 
Yeah, well, you Thanks just defined the nature God. of politics right there. Thank you, Jerry, and Happy New Year to you as well. 860-522-9842. Let's play some rants. Rant line number 860-751-4698. We take phone calls while we play rants, and you can call the rant line whenever you feel like. Lay down a little comment, a little articulation of your position, and then get it on the air this way. And get to hear yourself while you're leaning back in the comfy chair with your your 5 o'clock drink. Hi, this is Leslie from Vernon. I'm tired of hearing about this poor football player that had a heart attack on the field. But we all know it wasn't from the tackle. It's all because of the mandate for the COVID vaccine. Be prepared to have more of this happen on the basketball field, on the baseball field, the football field, the hockey court, or any anywhere else. The sportsmen are exerting themselves and having heart failure in the middle of the game. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. Thank you, President Biden. Thank you, pharmaceuticals, for ruining everybody's life from heart attacks to deformed children to deformed babies, to infertility problems, for, for everything that's going on. This is awful. All right, she feels pretty strongly about this, and a lot of people do, that, that what happened Monday night on the football field is obviously linked. This is what people think. I'm not saying it, but because I don't think it's obviously linked. It could be linked to the COVID vaccine. But without evidence, we can't say what exactly caused the heart attack on Monday night. It could be a, it could be a result of, a, of the hit. It could be a result of pre-existing conditions. And as uh, somebody said in a cut, a medical expert said in a cut I played yesterday, it might have happened if he'd been sitting on the bench. Now, the evidence doesn't support that, but all I'm saying is we don't have enough facts to know why it happened, and therefore it's best not to claim we know, I think. Don't you? 860-522-9842. But there is a lot that's unraveling in terms of uh, the stories that we were told about COVID and our understanding of those stories, no doubt about that. 860-522-9842. Hello, Todd. Happy New Year. Um, it is tragic what happened at the football game, but within minutes online, there were uh, there was a video of a doctor giving you the cause of his cardiac arrest. And I don't know of any doctor that can make a, pro- a diagnosis just by seeing something on TV. You think you'd have to examine the patient thoroughly before you made a diagnosis. Exactly. And I don't know what the cause of it is, but it would be nice to know that we could get the truth about what the cause of that was, whether it could be vaccine-related or it was just bad timing. You know, sometimes it's just your time. Have a good day. Yes, sometimes stuff happens. It, it's um, that, you know, that's why this is uh, one of those Rorschach, Rorschach, however you say that word, one of those tests from the 60s that they give to children to find out their, or is it adults, to find out their emotional condition. 
you know, it's a it's a blot. So much that happens in the news is just a blot of ink dropped onto a, uh, a a piece of paper with a lot of water in the ink, so it just spreads in weird directions. And then people look at it, and they see what they see. We all see something different, but patterns emerge of what types of people see certain things, of, of what certain things people think they're seeing, I guess is a better way to say it. It's remarkable. Hey, Todd, I am so fed up with our state. You know, Eversource is going to hit us for another increase. Pura is going to put on a show and have these public uh, displays. The uh, representatives are going to say they're uh, up and ro- out. You know, they're up in arms about the increase. But I looked at my bill, and almost half the bill is uh, for additions that are on fees and taxes. Uh, that are put forward by our government. Uh, why is it that Wallingford Electric, the cost <clears throat> is half the amount? And it's simple. It's because they don't have half the fees that Eversource is allowed to put on because they were voted in by some crony uh, representatives that don't really keep our best interests at heart. Uh, Pure is supposed to be having a little... Uh, you know, a meeting. I would hope that everybody would call their senators and representatives to say, you know, take away some of these fees. Silly, silly fees. Double, double fees. Transmission and uh, there's like seven of them. It's and amazing, all isn't it? If you read the bottom of your your Eversource bill, it actually tells you where the fees come from and how they've consolidated them over the years. But it's almost half your bill. Um, it's a shame, it's ugly, and it's just like an arm of government, our electric bill is. Exactly. It is an arm of government because they are hyper-regulated and controlled by Pura, the government agency created to make rules for them and to decide what they can charge. Taking more money from us every day. And then they're going to pretend like they're on our side and say, Yes, that's why they do, that's why, I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but that's why they do this with the utilities. It's another government scam where they set up an agency to control what the companies do, and they put all of their friends on the board. The governor gets to build the board any way he sees fit. And then the board tells Eversource what they can do and what they can charge and what charges they put on the bills. And uh, the legislature makes makes up charges to put on the bills. It's just another form of taxation. It's a shame that our prices are so high. But we understand because Eversource has to increase. Not Eversource. Eversource has a deal with the state saying they will receive a minimum of 8.9% on their business. That's amazing. We have to do with less, but Eversource doesn't have to do with less because it's a minimum that they've agreed our state, wonderful state, has agreed to do. Yeah, just don't say it's Eversource. It's not Eversource. It's Ned Lamont and the Democratic Party, which controls the state. They control Pura. Pura allows whatever the legislature, I'm sorry, whatever the utilities want to do. They never have to do without. We do. It's a shame. Exactly. And that's what government's all about. It's just every if you just look at life 
as people out there scamming to take money that they have no right to, then you understand government. Hey, Todd, it's the American Patriot. It says rants about the failed Kevin McCarthy vote. I mean, can the party become any more of a national disgrace? You had George W. Bush, a disgrace. You had Donald Trump, a disgrace. Now, this this failure to well, vote. Well, let's, let's not skip. How about the brilliant genius presidency of, of Joe Biden? And the brilliant genius presidency of Barack Obama and of Bill Clinton and what other Democrats are in there? You don't just do the Republicans. They're all brilliant geniuses. The legacy they've left behind, every one of them, has just been stunning. Now, this, this failure to vote in McCarthy is just as big as a disgrace. Why is it a disgrace? They just haven't voted him in. Why should they vote him in if they don't want him? If this doesn't tell you Republicans to get away from that party as soon as possible, nothing will. Well, the truth is the political parties are way more the same than they are different. And they are our enemies in the long-term pursuit. For those of us who are in pursuit of trying to save the country and restore constitutional government, what stands in our way is the political parties. Because they're after power. They're in the power business. The political parties are way more in the power business than Eversource is. That's why they created Eversource or the legal structure through which there could be an Eversource and other such companies that they could then control and skim money from. That's just how it goes. If you put power in people's hands, they will find a way to empower themselves using that power. And then they'll tell you all kinds of lies up and down the street about how much they love you and how much compassion they feel. All just a scam. 860-522-9842. we got more rants to go, more phone calls to take, and miles to go before we sleep. Rant line number 860-751-4698. Speaking of sleep, let's see if we can wake up Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Hey, Mark. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. something from the Todd Feinberg show listen to the podcast on wtic.com slash podcast 
Well, it's WTIC. You can listen to the podcast, but you're listening live. Nothing wrong with that. Let's check in with Dave from Brantford. Happy New Year to you, Dave. Oh, thank you, too, Todd. Uh, quick hit. On the lack of reliability in the price of the energy, uh, I was on Interstate 95 between Brantford and Milford on Thanksgiving Day, on Christmas Day, and mm-hmm. on New Year's Day. And on all three of those days, the big windmill in New Haven Harbor was not spinning. No electricity at all coming from the big windmill. And my family observed, hey, nobody's turkeys cooking in the oven with electricity <laughs> from that windmill. And then on Christmas Eve, uh, on the same route, we noticed the big uh, oil plant, uh, which is called Harbor Station in New Haven Harbor. There was a big uh, turkey rump uh, plume of steam coming out of the New Haven Harbor plant because it was very cold on Christmas Eve. And they had to fire up that plant to make enough electricity to get through the cold night. Mm. That's why the bills are so high. Most of this way we're making electricity is not working a lot of the time. And we have to pay for two complete sets of equipment, both of which are not used a lot or very reliable. So that's my first person report. Those windmills, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, it was not spinning on any of those three one o'clock in the afternoon times. Now, I like how you tied in the shape of the plume to the holiday season. That's well done. Thank you, sir. Happy New Year. Bye. <laughs> Appreciate hearing from you, Dave, always. Thank you so much. 860-522-9842. And Mike in Plainville. Hi. Hi. I'm not a Biden fan, but in this case, he did the right thing, absolutely, by not going to attend the funeral of the Pope because he said he would get in the way and the thousand uh, people that are assigned to him, I, I agree with him that he should stay away. Plus, if you're Joe Biden, you don't want to hang around cemeteries. Plus, I don't think they really want him there anyway. Well, no, everyone wants the president to show up. Uh, makes but you I feel think important. It would, be a, it would be an intrusion. I think it would be a... Uh, uh, hey, he's doing the right thing. I all really right. do. If you you want to you want to be all a, a, a nice and uh, even handed, I, mean, I think he, you've struck a good pose. We have enough great representatives going to the funeral. Is the vice president going, or did she go? Well, I like I said, great. We have a lot of great. <laughs> <ones>. <laughs> all right, Mike. Well done. Well done. Okay. Good to hear from you, sir. That's Mike in Plainville. Being plain spoken about the vice president, I don't. I, I don't care about all this stuff. I don't care about funerals. I would hate if I had to go to funerals. Like if I had a job. This is something strange about our system of government. How the presidency is combined into uh, what in Britain, you know, the royal family does. They go to the funerals, and that leaves the prime minister to. Uh, minister to things of primary importance. And I like the idea of dividing up the bulldog work from the professional governmental work. I wish the the vice presidency had just become one of these you know one of these jobs for uh, for funerals and stuff. Let's go to Mark Christopher. He's in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. He hasn't attended a funeral in a long time. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. 
WTIC, we will continue with our rants, but joining us right now is, well, I don't really know a lot about this story, and that's why we have a guest coming on who I also don't know a lot about. But Paul is here to talk to us about a protest held by nurses, I believe, at the state capitol today. So I wanted to get details, and Paul is here to describe to us. So, Paul, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Hi, Todd. Thanks for having me on. Um, my dad is a regular listener, and he's very excited I'm on your show. So, sure. Oh, that's awesome. You're going to get invited out to dinner or something as a result? What's the uh, prize? He's, he's thrilled, and he, he can't believe it, but uh, I'm, I'm sure he's listening right now. <laughs> Congratulations for making it to the big time, finally. Oh, thank you. So what, what went on today? Fill us in. Um, so today, uh, this morning at the state capitol, there was a, a rally of nurses um, trying to bring awareness to the public about the staffing crises that our, our hospitals are facing. This is not um, a particular hospital or hospital group, but statewide? No, this is this is statewide across the state. Um, you know, the, the staffing conditions are really, they're unsafe. You know, all of us are concerned not only for our patients, but also for I'm concerned for my parents. If my parents have to go into the hospital right now, it's a, you know, especially the emergency rooms, it's a very scary place. To Are be. you saying something that there's a problem right now going on that people need to be aware of that that wasn't here, say, three months ago? Um, no, this has been this has been. I've been a nurse for ten years, and this has been a problem that's you know been I would say getting worse over the past couple decades. You uh, in, in in my view, hospitals have slashed. Uh, you know, they're running on lean staffing operations to try to. Um, keep costs under control. Mm-hmm. Um, but meanwhile, the U.S. is spending, you know, nearly twice as much on health care as other countries, and we're getting worse outcomes. So there's a ton of money going into health care, but it's not directed at patient care. And where does that money go? What's the leak in the in the pipeline? I mean, you can look at you look at pharmaceutical companies, um, insurance, and you know, insurance uh, companies, um, hospital executives. I mean, the, the last year, the uh, the state of Connecticut, you know, handed out money to hospitals for COVID relief. And meanwhile, you know, the the in 2020, at the end of the you know the first year of the pandemic, the CEO of Yale New Haven Hospital is making 14 million, 4.2 million, um, that came out of the budget while the hospital is accepting, you know, uh, taxpayer money to help fund what's going on. That money could have been used to help retain nurses at the bedside. But instead, hospitals, you know, they'll they'll cover staffing issues with short-term contractors like travel nurses who cost twice as much, and they'll lose money there. They also lose a lot of money on nurse turnover. So um, they're trying to recruit new nurses into fill positions, but they're not doing anything to retain nurses at the bedside. So um, the average hospital loses, I think the, the average hospital is, uh, has like a 100% turnover rate every five years. This is an article that just came out from Becker's Hospital Review. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're losing a lot of money on staff turnover because they're, they're not budging money to retain staff at the bedside. They're repeatedly training either temporary contract workers like travel nurses, which cost twice as much, or they're hiring new grads, which cost about like uh, $80,000. So, um, so do you think they're following a, a strategy that's more expensive, that they're calculating incorrectly? I have no idea what they're doing, but I can tell you this. If you go into the hospital right now and, you know, you're in the critical care unit and you have a breathing tube in, and, you know, your, your breathing tube becomes lodged with, you know, you have a bad pneumonia and uh, you, you have, you know, some, like, thick mucus that clogs up your breathing tube. Yeah. We need nurses there to respond to to emergencies like that because if your breathing tube is clogged and you're tied down to a bed, 
you were slowly suffocating. And, uh, you know, your, your oxygen monitor could be going off, but if I'm in my other patient's room mm-hmm. and there's no one else free to back me up watching the monitors to respond to that, you're strapped down in a bed in a critical care unit suffocating. But what, um, where that, are these stories that have you, do you hear internally of stories of people dying, say, because of this kind of negligence and it doesn't make it out to um, the public? In 2021, this is a story that was widely reported. Um, very tragically, a 23-year-old young man died in the Yale, um, Yale New Haven Emergency mm-hmm. Department. He went unmonitored for about seven hours. I know that, uh, you know, in the public eye, I think for a layperson, it's easy to blame you know, individual staff, and that's what hospitals will do, too. They'll say, well, this nurse didn't check on this patient for, for seven hours. It's their fault. But if you talk to any nurse in, in the Yale Emergency Department and Hartford Hospital Emergency Department um, and emergency departments across the state, they'll tell you absolutely they could see how something so tragic like this could happen because, you know, in the emergency department, they should not be taking more than four patients at a time. But at Yale and Hartford, they're taking, you know, six, seven, eight, nine patients sometimes. And you are responding to emergency. Are you, are you emergency. saying what a single nurse takes? Yes, a single nurse um, okay. watching over, should only watch over at four maximum in the emergency department. And if they're critical care patients, it should only be two maximum. But some nurses are taking, you know, a critical care patient plus three or four other patients. Yeah, but what so, I'm saying, know, Paul, is I, I hear what you're saying about, I remember that case at, at um, Yale New Haven, but I, I don't recall a pattern or story, repeat stories, you know, that would yeah, lead you to I believe mean, that things are in a dire circumstance as opposed to an occasional uh, problem like you described. Here's the issue. If you're, you know, if you're in the ICU and, and no one's there watching you and you start choking on your breathing tube or your breathing tube becomes dislodged and there isn't a nurse there to respond to it immediately, that will be reported. If something happens to you, if you get brain damage because you have you know, loss of oxygen for too mm-hmm. long to recover, that will be reported as a, you know, a, a, a respiratory arrest. They won't report it as a staffing issue a staff. that doesn't have enough people to respond. But nurses are seeing this happen every day. There's no way for us to report this as a, a, you know, a, as a staffing issue. But Aren't you guys unionized? Um, there are some nurses across the state that are unionized. Uh, you know, Yale, Hartford, St. Francis, those hospitals are not unionized. Uh-huh. But I, I would think that at least uh, there would be a reporting system set up by the union so they'd be able to leverage these issues into policy um, action. What, what do you see as a, uh, as a policy response? What would you like to see happen? So there's, there's different ways to respond to this. Um, what the rally was about today was uh, was... Um, in support of legislation that would mandate a maximum limit for the number of patients a nurse um, should be taking, depending on what unit you work on. Uh, This is a model that California has used for the past 20 years. They passed this legislation, and now we have 20 years of data showing that patients, of course, are safer and get better health outcomes in California hospitals than they do in Connecticut, because California has um, found ways to recruit and retain um, nurses at the bedside uh, so that, you know, for example, in a California ICU, if I'm in a crisis um, taking care of one patient and my other patient all of a sudden has a cardiac arrest, there is a free nurse there to respond to them. Hartford Hospital and Yale do not have that. They do not have a free resource nurse to respond to, you know, emergencies that are unanticipated. But that sounds like um, it would drive up the cost of, uh, of care considerably. 
Yes, and what I'm saying is we already spend in the United States nearly double on health care than other countries. Yes, but California is bigger so than most other countries. So that, that so might be driving really, a lot of the costs right there. There's a, well, there's a lot. What I'm saying is there's a lot of money going into health care, but it needs to be rebudgeted to take care of patients. No, I, I hear you, but, it's, but it strikes time. me that the kind of regulation you support is what drives up the cost. When I, whenever I look at health care, and I've had a lot of exposure to the system just as, you know, consumer with parents and stuff like that, that it's they're so stupid the way these organizations operate and it's because of rules about drugs and rules about doctors and rules about insurance and all of this stuff is in the hands of the government and it just keeps getting worse and more expensive the more regulation we get it seems to me we have to go in the other direction um sure and you you know i i agree with you there's a lot of money wasted in healthcare. I, if you have anyone in your family who's ever had cancer or chronic illness and who has had to fight with insurance companies to get reimbursement for tests, um, et cetera. Um, you know, it's 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 sad. It's it's a struggle out there. Well, um, there's a, a lot of stuff that doesn't fall into that kind of easy to blame someone. But I I remember being with my father, and they desperately wanted him out of the bed he was in because the hospital was full, and he was fine. Didn't need to be there. And they told him that first thing in the morning. It took like six hours before they could do the paperwork to get him released. I mean, there is stuff that goes on in terms of that, that's connected to the regulatory environment that you know wouldn't happen if they were in a competitive environment, if they were in a market-driven di- uh, uh, situation instead of a, a regulatory one. Sure. I think that there are ways to increase competition to um, drive cost of care down. However, it's hard to it's hard to compare healthcare to a free market because if you get in a car accident on the way home because a drunk driver slams into you, you don't get you don't have an opportunity to choose who you go to for healthcare. You're brought into the emergency department, and we have to treat you no matter what. So, uh, yeah, know, but that's a government States, regulation. What if what if there are, were you know, are you saying that we should turn you away? I'm, what I'm saying is there should be a market that encourages expertise in emergency services that aren't linked to a hospital. If you make every hospital have an emergency room, you drive up the cost of operating those hospitals and don't let them specialize in the thing they might be better at. Sure, and this, this is going to take ch- changes in policy, which is legislation. Um, you know, in the United States, we already have a socialized medicine system. Uh, yeah, we need to get out of it. It's, that's what's making it so expensive. Well, you know, so if, if you have, you know, someone uninsured coming into the hospital and, uh, you know, they can't pay for their large hospital bill, um, you, you know, who pays for that is everyone else. Yeah, I've you never know, understood why we don't do uh, health insurance like we do car insurance. You have very strict limitations on what's covered and you run it in such a way that all of the insurance companies, anybody who's insuring the pool has to be willing to take the, the people who... Uh, who who might not be the most insurable people. And it would be so simple. There are a lot of uh, ways to solve this. I got to go, Paul. Give us a closing comment. Um, I, you know, I, I want the public to know that it's uh, nurse retention is a serious issue. It puts all of our, our families at risk. Um, so, you know, take care of the nurses out there. We all love our nurses. Nurses are amazing people. And um, I had a situation. I was I was in the hospital as an outpatient in the emergency room a few weeks ago, and I, I had a um, I I got attacked by an otter that was under my car and bit me. So I had to go in and get treated. And they were just so wonderful. They were just That's it was a beautiful experience being treated. 
Yeah, we want to, we want to be able to take care of patients well, and it's really hard on us when we can't because we don't have enough staff there. Thank you, Paul, for taking the time to fill us in on the protests that took place at the state capitol this morning. Thank you. Appreciate it. And good luck with your father now uh, indulging you now that he's impressed with your achievements in life, having been on WTIC. All right, let's uh, talk to R.P. and Wallaford. Hey, R.P. Hi, Todd. Um, unfortunately, I missed your critique of the governor's speech. I would have loved to hear it. but um, Oh, he's such a uh, bozo. It's all the same stuff you've been hearing for years from me. Yeah, I'm sure. But I love the fact when you still, he put the woman up there and said she got an education in this country and all that, a bunch of crap. Um, but, you know, I called the governor's office this morning because, as you know, we got that. He was glowing about how we got the $158 million for the bridge in New London or whatever the heck it is, the Gold Star Bridge. So, so I was thinking about it, and I said, well, wait a minute. Um, so I called the office. I said, well, was this – did he know he was getting – this money uh and if he did when did he find out because was this project in the works already in other words like were we planning on paying for it out of money that was already collected from the taxpayer in connecticut in which case if it is getting paid by the federal government shouldn't that mean that we get a tax reduction in the sales uh the gasoline tax because they no longer need that 158 million and the guy in the, the intern kept saying, "No, the money is going directly to the bridge. It doesn't go to the gold. It doesn't go to the um, special transportation fund." I kept saying, "Yes, but that means that money that is in the special transportation there's fund, extra, right? There's extra." And he couldn't understand. Like no matter how many times I said it, he just kept saying, "No, you're wrong. That, that they can't raid the fund, and which you know they have in the past." But he said that the governor has never raided the fund. I said, okay, I'll give you that one. Maybe he hasn't. Um, but we still have $158 million that can be spent that we don't need to spend. Well, so you're assuming there's any logic to any of this. And it's, it's a game of how can they get more money all the time. So if they've got more money, they're not going to give any back, except to create the illusion that they're giving money back. It's just it, it, it's the worst way to spend money to take. So and the way I look at it is we've paid for that bridge twice out of state tax dollars now and out of federal tax dollars. You know, when uh, when Ned came into office, there was a, a moment where he was being asked about what he was going to do with the toll money and stuff. And he made a comment about if if the Biden administration does the things they tell me they're going to do for transportation, we don't have to worry about a thing or something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing from years ago. But they, Biden promised everybody that he was going to be spending trillions of dollars on infrastructure. And, you know, that's what they've been allowed to do. Thanks, RP. We will see you guys tomorrow. And we're going to get a traffic update right now. The BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. It is Mark Christopher. Hey, Mark. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 